Hey guys, welcome back to Talks with Miri. I'm really excited to be doing the second episode because I received a whole lot of good feedback from you guys and I appreciate it gladly. So for this episode, I'm going to go back to the Global Citizen and relay some of you guys' opinion and thoughts. And then this week's topic, shout out to Jemima, is going to be about capitalism versus socialism and which generally would be better for society or what you guys think about that just to encourage a new fresh debate. regards to global citizen i did find that a lot of people shared my view on how the whole thing worked out and like yeah sure a lot of people were like you know beyonce came chris martin came a lot of artists came that was good but it defeated the entire point of global citizen so to share a couple of opinions i had one which said the amount of clapping done for celebrities was much higher than the clapping done for ambassadors and ceos who donated a ton People failed to realize how big this was. That was shared by Tiani. Now, regarding that, I will say, because I was in the audience, that, you know, obviously there's a lot of excitement about the musicians. I won't take that away from people. But when a lot of, of ministers were giving their speeches, like, for example, when Cyril was giving his speech, there was not a, a high level of care, can I say, shown by people in the audience. Because the minute that it was a diplomat or someone who was talking about, you know, charity or their cause or how they're contributing to global citizen it was a complete drown out that's when people would have their conversations or you know you go and buy your food or general stuff which would show like a lack of care for the cause that was being shown another opinion that i'd like to share regarding this is from megan and she said instead of actually caring about the project and getting a reward for being so passionate about helping people out People focused on the prize and just did whatever to get the prize. Again, I will say that unfortunately that seemed to be the case. I'm not saying that everyone that attended the event did not care about issues or or what ministers had to say. But if you did, it became very hard to hear. Like I know there's a lot of speeches and commitments that I wanted to hear, but I couldn't because the crowd wouldn't allow for it. So in a way, global citizen... I think the reward system would most probably have to change, but there's not a a lot of ways in which they can change it. So you just hope that next time around, maybe the selection of artists or something will inspire people more due to the causes than the actual artists. Hopefully, you know, it continues to grow as a brand in South Africa because they do do things that we do need. Even though we may not openly appreciate the donations and stuff, it will be like a benefit to us all so hopefully global citizen is able to better us in the society and we will obviously hopefully learn to better ourselves because the fact that we do technically need a reward to inspire action from most people is sad but it's the reality of human nature
Global citizenship means supporting and standing in solidarity with our brothers and sisters around the world, not only with financial support, but also human resources. Marcella Penderson, 2018 Global Citizen Awards winner. This week's topic, shout out to Jemima, is going to be about capitalism versus socialism. Now, Jemima's point was very simple. She basically addressed the fact that things that humans need, not even want, are things that are paid for and usually very costly. Almost as if you're dying trying to make a living. So, this obviously worked in my mind and i like to complicate things with words so i was like it's capitalism versus socialism that that's essentially what's happening here and it's the little things like gentrification which is basically you know the the development of an area to be more urban so for example your spaza shop would turn into a woolworths for example appeal more to the upper class and the reality is things like food that's healthy, that should technically sustain and encourage a longer lifespan, is only available to people who can afford it. Because supermarkets that are readily available to the lower class, like ShopRite or Boxers, for example. If you pay attention to the food that they stock versus what Woolworths stock, there's a large difference. So ShopRite and Boxers will have, you know, in bulk... Um, pre-mixed juices and a lot a lot of a lot of packaged and processed food because it's what's affordable it's what they can afford they could not afford to eat organic if they wish to so essentially you would have to pay to eat the food that would technically benefit your body the most in the long run and that's kind of sad so then jemima's next point was like if if people are paying for things that they need what about, you know, developing skills, raising people up to be able to benefit themselves in a way, in society, you know? Don't, don't manufacture this, this plastic way of living that we have. And that, to me, is when it became socialism. So, real quick for people who don't know, socialism is like the, it's like the Disney state. I would like to describe it like that, because it's the one where you believe that teamwork and society are inclusive and you work together and people do and train and do jobs that they want to do and you just uplift each other as a whole and there's a lot of benefits to this because it basically alleviates poverty and it creates a redistribution of wealth everyone would have the access to health care and education the things which jemima argued that we have to pay for but with socialism it's there for you there's no discrimination there's oh, a large drop in discrimination, as a matter of fact. And if there are jobs that, for example, and no one is willing to do because you're not forced to anything, it's free will for the betterment of society, then there's, there's a higher incentive to do it, essentially. And the most important part of socialism, which I think links in with Jemima's argument, is that natural resources are preserved for the good of the nation as a whole. 
it's not a, a do or die situation because regardless you will have access to it now the disadvantages of socialism oh and i know it's gonna be like oh you know a rant of sorts but the disadvantages of socialism is that you remove the competitive nature of being a human and that's one of the that's one positive capitalism it encourages you to follow your competitive nature but socialism eliminates that you can't be competitive there is no reward for you being competitive and this can you know lead to a reduction in innovation because why would you need to regardless at the end of the day your pockets the same as the next person next to you there's no reason to be innovative or compete unless you really really want to and you know as usual if you're a society that relies on the government it is not always guaranteed to work it is highly unlikely to work and it's kind of sad reality but again it's life it's history Now, I'm going to end up by wrapping up what I think about this, but no country's been 100% socialist in the past, and this was according to the Socialist Party of the United Kingdom. The countries that have been closest to socialism have been Norway, Sweden, and Denmark. And essentially, the government has created a good standard of living that there's no need to be competitive, there's no drive. And according to Business Insider... Norway was the happiest country of 2017. For 2018, Norway and Denmark placed second and third, and Sweden's number nine. And these countries have one thing in common, and that's high levels of social support. And it led to me thinking, okay, if they're being kind of regarded as the happiest countries, and they have a high level of social support, I mean, surely there's a correlation there. I mean... Maybe they locked out with governments. There's no corruption. They got a good government. People are generally happy with their standard of living. But if it also leads to a general happy society, that's more beneficial in my opinion. But then it depends. Because is it is it human nature to just be complacent with life? Or is, is it supposed to be like that where generation after generation you know that your life is good so there's no more competitiveness? But at the same time, their countries are ranked the happiest, which means something is being done right, and maybe it can be attributed to socialism. So let me know what you guys think. Really excited to explore your ideas in the next in the next episode. Sorry, I'm just really excited right now, and I just I love the thought of being able to hear your opinions and what you guys think. this really becomes a matter of if you think it's the government's responsibility to look after its nation in the way that it 
promotes happiness and a healthy way of thinking? Is it the government's job to ensure that basic needs are met? Or is it human nature to go out there and fend for yourself and make sure that you come home with that food on your plate? Which do you think would promote a better society? Which do you think has worked well? Because while socialism has its arguments and I'm for most of its points, the world has been working on capitalism and maybe that's been the problem and maybe that's been what's keeping us alive. So to end off with, I'm going to leave you guys with two quotes, one on socialism and then one on capitalism. Socialism, when the last word is said, is merely a new economic and political system whereby more men can get food to eat. Jack London In a capitalist society, all human relationships are voluntary. Men are free to cooperate or not, to deal with one another or not, as their own individual judgments, convictions, and interests dictate. Ayn Rand Again, thank you guys for listening. If you've gotten to this point, I appreciate it greatly. Please do share with me how you feel. I'm still open to accepting opinions on global citizen. And I am also very much looking forward to you guys' views on capitalism and socialism. You can even add more in there. You don't have to strictly stick to the two arguments that are being presented here. But I just want to get you guys thinking and encourage a debate system here. Because... Are you going to really go for the more humanitarian way of looking at it? Or are you going to go for the factual way of looking at life and how it's supposed to work? And again, I'm really interested to hear and just share with me, guys. Feel free. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great week.